This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Welcome to yet another episode. We are at episode number 68. Are you nervous to join a group ride? And I think that this question is a very valid question to really ask yourself at any point. Uh, I know for me, myself, I can still sometimes get a little nervous, especially if it is a little bit more of an advanced trail or especially like a steeper trail. Maybe if it has some drops and jumps and things like that. Yeah, I get a little nervous. It happens to all of us, but that just goes to show you that this is a universal situation. And the reason I'm talking about it, and this this does go hand in hand with my previous episode, episode 67, about stop saying sorry, which I'll go ahead and link in the show notes if you missed that one. It goes hand in hand because, you know, it's there's a lot more group rides that are happening now that the weather is shaping up here in the Northern Hemisphere anyways. For those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, sorry, <laughs> I, I know it's getting into being uh, a little bit cooler for you all. But, you know, here for us in, in this neck of the woods, uh, group rides are going to be happening more. We're going to be outside. And that is crucial because building community is so damn important. As humans... We are communal beings. Even if you are more of an introvert, you're not necessarily an extrovert, you really truly do benefit from being around other people on a health and wellness level. So in that whole spectrum, it's incredibly important for you to have that interaction with humans, whether you like humans or not, it doesn't really matter. So I'm hoping that by talking about this today, I wanted to go ahead and and talk about the five things that you can do to shake off the nerves if if you're nervous about joining a group ride, especially if it's a new group to you, okay? So let's dive into tip number one here. So first of all, you need to decide which group you want to ride with. Now, of course, this could be a whole other podcast episode, which probably will be in the few, in the weeks coming because I, I have something in the works. But I want you to try to find a group that matches your riding style and pace, of course, but then one that also matches your personality or things that you really enjoy doing maybe outside of mountain biking. And trust me, there are a lot to choose from. There really are. Excuse me, when it comes to groups to ride with. And even that in and of itself can be overwhelming to to really narrow it down. <laughs> uh, if you are having a difficult time finding a group, meetup.com is still a thing. You know, it's still a free resource and it's still a great place to find some group hangs as well as good old Facebook or even your local bike shop. These are going to be great resources if, you know, they might know of, of local riding groups. They really have their finger on the pulse. And alternatively, if those aren't really working for you and you can't really find anything, um, use a good old uh, Google search. See what's in your area. As well as doing a Google search of local mountain bike instructors and coaches that you can likely find, again, on Google and ask them, you know, what are some groups that they they might suggest riding with, especially if you might be a beginner or more of an intermediate blue rider or an advanced black rider. Just, it just depends on kind of what your, what your thing is that you're looking for. But I really recommend that, hey, you have to find a group. 
in order for you to group ride, right? It makes common sense. That's your, your first step. But I think it's incredibly important to find a group that you really just gel with and supports you and matches you and what you're looking for in a group. You know, you have to kind of match and, and seek out that vibe. And it's kind of a hard thing to, to really put in words because it's not necessarily a very black and white type of hardcore line drawing type of thing. But it's something that you just feel. It's very subjective. It's something that you just know when you're in the presence of those other group of the, that group of other humans, you just know that, hey, these are my people. You know, these, this is the group that I want to be with. Another thing to consider are race teams. Race teams sometimes do have folks who are not necessarily on their race team because not everyone really wants to race, but they might also have a social group ride. Then last but not least, you can also check with your local trail building groups. Your local trail building groups will usually have some community rides that they're doing, and that's going to be a really great resource. Plus, they can also have some dig days, which are really important for you to give back to the community and give back to the trails that you want to ride and or are already riding. So that way you can, I don't know, just feel like you're giving back to the the community in which you live in, because I think that's really important. That is often something that a lot of mountain bikers can miss out on, is giving back uh, with some dig days. All right. And that's another thing that I'll be, I'll be hosting here in the next few months. So stay tuned with that. If you are in the Denver Boulder area. Now, tip number two that I have remind yourself that biking is what brings all of you together for the group ride. We have to remember why we're all there. You all already have something in common, which is a good thing. You have this common ground. And once you get to the group ride meeting spot, wherever that is, it's usually trailhead or, you know, a coffee shop or something like that, strike up a conversation with someone. I dare you to do that. And most often, once you start talking with one another, I'll almost guarantee that you'll find out that others in the group ride are also nervous, or maybe they're a little bit timid about joining the group ride to begin with. And there you go. That's something else that you all have in common. And if you do, if you tend to be maybe on the like more shy side and you're a little bit more introverted, maybe not as extroverted as I am, you, you might need some help (laughs) on knowing what to talk about, which I get. So what I recommend is start asking questions about mountain biking because, you know, like, uh, like when they maybe started riding or what's their favorite trail locally or what's their favorite trail that they've ever been on. Uh, maybe ask them what skill they're working on right now. Because the reason you want to start asking about mountain biking questions is you already know that you have mountain biking in common. So start with some of those questions about that particular topic or maybe how long they've lived in the area or where they live and stuff like that. Because that's going to be the common ground is your location with where you're at as well as just the topic of mountain biking, because that's what you all are out there doing. So hopefully that makes it easier for you to kind of find common ground and and honestly, like just ask questions. Be curious about the people that you're riding with because asking other people questions and getting to know them is really going to make yourself, make you think less about yourself. No, wait, that's the wrong way to put it. It's going to make you think about yourself less. And it's going to therefore, you know, tone down your nervousness and your jitters and maybe your, your timid nature about joining this new group. 
because you're you're being curious about these other individuals. And I think that that's incredibly important. Plus, it also helps you find friends and helps you find some common, some additional common ground other than mountain biking and where you live and things like that outside of that realm. And then, hey, you know, maybe you'll have some some friends in the in the making. All right. Now, another thing that I also recommend is that sometimes even flat out asking about if someone else is nervous about anything about the ride or about the trail that can sometimes break the ice or if that might seem too like forward for you then share that you're nervous about the ride or you're nervous about something on the trail or that day or maybe your bike is acting up or maybe it's skipping gears or I don't know just something it's conversation shouldn't be complicated um, and I think it's it's really important for us to just remember to ask more questions, get to know the people that you're with, get get curious about the people that you're around, because I think that's incredibly important to really get to know one another. And, and then you're going to find that you have this commonality and you're going to enjoy the ride even more because you're going to have this sense of connection. All right. So I hope that helps you, especially if you're maybe a little on the shy side, because, hey, I get it. I am actually by nature very shy. Uh, but I've, I've forced myself over the years to get uncomfortable with my shyness and, um, just start to get more comfortable with asking questions and things like that, which speaking of asking questions, I am going to be starting to do some interviews with this podcast, uh, coming up in the weeks ahead. Stay tuned for that. I think I've gotten my interview, uh, technology issue out of the way with uh, with a program that I'm using. So I'm super excited about that because I actually really enjoy doing interviews and I really, really enjoy asking people questions. So brings us to tip number three. It's not a race, so don't treat it like one. <laughs> now, group rides, this is a generalization, of course, but they're usually meant to be fun unless it is specifically labeled a training ride for an A group race pace effort, okay? But I think it's I think that's part of why people get nervous and timid to show up for group rides is because they think that they're slow. And you know, I'm sorry I'm slow. I'm sorry I'm not I'm not technically proficient on these climbs or on this, you know, uh, technical terrain or on these drops and jumps, blah 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 blah. Mm, it doesn't matter. You are all out there to have fun and hoot and holler. And I think as long as you remind yourself like, hey, deep breath, it's not a race and you don't treat it like one, that is going to 10x your enjoyment factor with that group ride. So just go after it, know that it's not a race and just, you know, do your thing. All right. Now, that point does take me into these next couple of points. Okay. So tip number four. Mind your trail etiquette. I know, I know. I'm probably going to upset some folks here with this statement, but I see this all too often, friends, okay? I see folks screaming around corners, more worried about Strava than if there could be a family hiking around the corner with kids. And I'm not a parent, so I actually don't know what that is like, but I have seen the looks on parents' faces as well as the children's, small children's faces when we do have a mountain biker that's kind of screaming around the corner. Now, I will say, okay, okay, I say that I've seen it all too often. I will say it's kind of the minority, you know, from what I've seen, especially with the groups that I'm riding with. That's not usually the type of people that I ride with. Um, 
But I, I will say just the fact that it is present is what can cause a little bit of animosity on the trails. So if you're on shared trails, which is fairly common here in Colorado, please, please, please do give room and respect your, your local trail etiquette rules wherever you are. If you're a part of a group, and more importantly, if you're a group ride leader in your area, or you're leading a group of mountain bikers, please, for the love of everything in this life, make sure that you follow local trail rules and laws and seek getting a permit if you need one, or try to break up that large group of 40 people that just showed up to your ride at the trailhead. Try to break them up into small groups of five because no one is going to enjoy being behind or ahead of, you know, said 40 people. And plus it also damages our trails when we have just a massive amount of people showing up at the trailhead, you know, 40 to 100 folks for a group ride. And we really need to think about the fragility of our local trails and what that can impact, you know, when it comes to erosion and things like that, especially if you all aren't doing dig days. That goes hand in hand with helping with the erosion and just the upkeep of the trails, especially if it is a heavily populated uh, trail that maybe gets a lot of foot traffic and a lot of bike traffic. That's going to wear away, obviously, and we really want to take care of of the resources that we have, okay? Because that's what helps us get more miles and get more just land access, you know, because hey, in all honesty, this isn't our land. Uh, We are on stolen land. I'll just go ahead and say it. So we need to go ahead and respect that as much as possible. So I do ask like, hey, please try not to crowd the trails, especially if you are a person who is organizing local group rides and local groups. Please, please do respect those local guidelines that they do have. You can check with your local groups. Uh, I know here in in Colorado, we have Comba. Check with Comba here in the Denver metro area, uh, as well as any other local entities that you have, any any trail groups that you might have, and check with them. See what those local etiquette rules are. But ultimately, please don't crowd the trails because that just kind of creates a little bit of tension in the air. It's kind of hard to put my finger on it. But do, I know here, at least in Colorado, you have to give uphill riders the right of way, as well as hikers and horses Depending on where you're listening to this episode from, obviously, research your local etiquette rules for trail trail just maintenance and just etiquette in general. And uh, I only say that because, you know, I know that there are many trail systems around the world, especially overseas, obviously, that are different than what we have here in the States. And I know you all can have some different rules and, and you all tend to also have a lot of bike only trails and and all of that magic especially in the pnw and other parts of the of the states as well as overseas so you know i'm envious of you all who have more bike only trails uh, especially downhill only trails but uh but i'm just saying it again i know i'm gonna get some folks upset here because there's always that argument of who has the right of way uphill or downhill it doesn't matter what your opinion is of the of the matter it is truly a matter of following what the local trail rules are in your area. Okay, so I'll leave it at that. All right, last but not least, number five, go at your own pace and give yourself enough space. That's kind of a little a little quote from my PMBIA uh, training certification for mountain biking coaching. And it's true, you know, you 
you can push yourself. If you're feeling really good or if you want to challenge yourself some more and maybe you're with like a really hot group of riders and by hot I mean fast and you want to try to keep up with them and you want to try to push yourself a little bit more and really push those boundaries and push those edges of comfort, that is a good thing. But in the process, be sure to let folks pass you if they if they need to, you know, and and definitely don't tell the rider in front of you unless they're a friend and, and you know their riding style and you know that they're okay with it. Because I know sometimes people can get get a little, uh, you know, tense. I know I get a little bit more tense when there's a rider I'm not really familiar with their riding style or how good their brakes are <laughs> and they're right behind me. Yeah, it makes me a little uneasy. But really, you should always be giving yourself some more space between the tires in front of you. So go at your own pace. Give yourself enough space, okay? To wrap up, up these tips again. Again, number one, decide which group you want to ride with. Try to find a group that matches your riding style and pace as well as your personality, right? Just know it's, it's kind of like dating. You have to find the group that works for you. And that's, that's kind of the fun part of it all, all right? It's just the exploration. Sure, you might have some like frustrating experiences possibly uh, if you go on some, some group rides, but just remember everybody's personality is different. And if we were all the same, goodness, it would be boring. This world would be absolutely boring. So just have fun, you know, decide which group you want to ride with, have fun exploring it, see what kind of riding styles and paces work for you as well as the personality of the group. Okay. Tip number two, remind yourself that biking is what brings you all together for the group ride. And sure enough, you all will probably have some level of nerves or excitement or whatever, you know, insert feeling or an emotion here. And that is fine. Just know that we all come to these group rides with our own stories from past experience and we can change it with that particular group ride. So starting with that today. Tip number three, remind yourself that it's not a race, so don't treat treat it like one. Number four, mind your trail etiquette, please. And number five, go at your own pace and give enough space. So I hope these tips empower you to check out and maybe even join your local group ride and make some new friends because I think that that is what makes riding so much more fun is just finding that little group of people that you really sync well with. And I don't know, you're just simpatico, okay? Now, just a quick reminder to check the link in the show notes to register and learn more, or to learn more and register rather, for the Rider to Racer program. It starts very soon at the beginning of May. If you do want to learn more about the program, again, I will also link my recent episode in which I talked about the Rider to Racer program, which I do coach the strength and conditioning program with, but it's com- it's partnered with Vita MTB series, as well as Ann Gallion, who is a former pro who leads this whole series. We have a lot of folks involved in this program. It is one of my favorite programs to do every year. I've gone through it myself years ago when I was exploring uh, just enduro racing in general, since I'm a cross-country rider by nature, Uh, but I think you'd really enjoy it. And if you are interested in possibly racing, then I think this is the program for you and you should definitely check it out. It is available virtually. It's all delivered virtually. We have had folks from all over the country attend this program in the last two years, especially since the pandemic started. So definitely something to check out. But I also just wanted to give you a huge thanks for tuning in today. And if these tips did help you, then please, please, please share this episode and tag me when you share it on social media. Be sure to subscribe and just know that I am just truly 
endlessly grateful for your efforts in helping me grow this podcast every single week. So I hope you go out and you join a local group ride friends, and I am sure you will hoot and holler the whole damn time. And you might even make some friends, who knows? But I hope you can make today a beautiful one, and I will see you next week.